Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 456, recorded live on Sunday, April 3rd, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who had snow yesterday, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man whose weather is going to be in the 50s today, Andy Lowe. Hi. The 50s? Yes. I'm supposed to be in the 60s today. Oh. Well, they also, the other fun fact is we too had snow yesterday. We, uh, we went to go see, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Okay. Is that? WTF? Well, the, the, the well, the movie's actually called Whisco Ta- Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, but it's, it's what the fuck. I know. But I'm saying the name of the movie is literally. I, yes, I understand okay. the name of the movie. Okay, you saw it. Yes, and when we went into the movie theater at 1030, it was fine, it was a bit chilly, we come out and there's like an inch and a half of snow, <laughs> and we're like, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. <laughs> uh, we didn't get an inch and a half. We, we had like a bunch of little squalls and mini storms that would last for like three minutes. They'd start to accumulate, and then it would stop, and then it would disappear, because the sun would come out. And it was still cold, but it was really sunny, and so all the snow on the ground would melt, mm-hmm. and then the cycle would repeat. I actually have a series of three photos taken ten minutes apart of the same, uh, the same scene, like just out my front window. And it's beautiful, sunny, gorgeous day, middle of a friggin' blizzard, beautiful, sunny, gorgeous day. Yeah, no, that sounded like weather yesterday too. Turns out there was a there was a lot of auto accidents because it seems a lot of that snow would melt and then it would freeze on the bridges. Oh no! And so I think when Kate went to go get her haircut, um, like she started to like skid on some of the uh, some of the roads out there. So we just oh, that was it was crazy. It's like snow in April that should not be right. I mean, 1997, we had a snowstorm that closed school on April 10th. Oh, jeez. I don't remember that. We were in, like, seventh grade. We wouldn't uh, really remember much. True. I have, a, I have a former co-worker who's a wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, he posted a picture, and he's like, I was not expecting an outdoor winter wedding in April. <laughs> but there they were, you know. Yeah, uh, the the weather this, well, not this week, just yesterday was absolutely nuts. And now it's supposed to be back up. I The, the seasons are in flux, right? Like this yes. is just between spring and winter, and it's the weather trying to decide which season it wants to be. I think it's settling on spring at this point, maybe, possibly. It kind of stinks. I was hoping to get some, like, gardening done this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, they uh taking care of the lawn, getting the weeds pulled out, the uh the pickup for brush cuz the, the the city picks up like brush and leaves yeah. and everything uh once every 4 months. Yep. So that pickup is supposed to be tomorrow. So I was thinking, oh yeah, no, Saturday after the movie I could go outside while Kate's getting her haircut and get like all the branches picked up. Yeah, picked break, up and yeah. Bring all the leaves to the front. Yeah, that didn't happen. No. When is my pickup? Madison Garbage. They usually post it on their site. There it is. Brush leaf and yard waste. Uh, curbside collection resumes April 4th. Tomorrow. All right. Surprise. I guess I should probably go and rake today. 
There are some drop-off sites that I can take it to. Gotcha. So even if I miss tomorrow, I can still get rid of it. So, that's the weather. Yeah. Uh, we should hit sports. Sports? It's, we're literally the end of March Madness is... Uh, oh, that's that's still a thing? Yeah. That's actually still going on? Yes. I yeah. completely stopped paying attention <laughs> when my bracket went to the the highest place you can get in this group is like 200th. 215th. You you are stuck there. You are not getting any higher yeah. than 215th. It, can it get lower? No. <laughs> okay. You are stuck at 215th. I, on the other hand, I uh, have a chance of winning. Literally a 50-50 chance of winning. The bracket? Yes. Like completely winning the bracket? Yes. Wow! Yeah. Who am I rooting for? Uh, if you want me to win, it's UNC. Okay. If you want me to lose, it's Villanova. Uh, it is April 3rd. Yes, that is true. That is today's date as we are recording this. So two days ago was April 1st, or as I like to call it, Internet Celebration Day. Internet Celebration... Um, because that's, that's, that's really what it is, right? Like, it's a celebration of internet and internet culture. It's the Internet Mardi Gras. Uh, it's also National Sourdough Bread Day. National Sourdough Bread. Yes, National Sourdough Bread Day. Okay. Also, the National One Cent Day. That should not be a thing. <laughs> the National One Cent Day. Mm-hmm. There should not be a one cent day. But, like, it is, it is right? April Fool's is a internet celebration. Wait, what's April Fool's? Andy. Yes? We do April Fool's jokes. You cannot claim ignorance to April Fool's when we have, like, eight April Fool's jokes under our belts. Yeah, but that was going to be my April Fool's joke, was to not recognize April Fool's and then take all your stuff. Yeah, but no. Face val- but no? No. We missed April Fool's this year. There is, there, RA Podcast has no April Fool's jokes this year. Just to be clear, we didn't do anything this year. Andy and I had a, a slight miscommunication where uh, he had been under the impression that we've been alternating April Fool's jokes, and that had just been coincidence to me. <laughs> So he messaged me sometime this week saying, so what are you doing for April Fool's? And I said, what do you mean? Uh, so there is no April Fool's joke this year, but we already have some ideas for next year. So, you know, just never trust anything you read on April Fool's. Mm-hmm. I was actually introduced to April Fool's this year. I was reminded about it this year because I was training a class uh, at work. The product name for the the reporting suite, for my reporting, my product, the one that I teach, is uh, a Latin phrase that a lot of people have trouble pronouncing. And so for April Fools, we said that we were changing the name to the French version of that Latin phrase, which would not help at all. (laughs) It's French. No one knows how to pronounce. So that was the the April Fools joke. It was very cute. Uh, I did one at work. Yeah. Oh, internally at work, we did a ton of them. Yeah. A ton of them. Uh, what was yours at work that you that you perpetrated? I uh, all of our phones are uh, IP sort of IP based phones. Not the Cisco ones. Not Cisco, but they're they're long. They're they're kind of like the older version of that. Okay, but they Same still idea. have they still have capabilities for you know mass changes. Yep, on the phone system. So uh, normally the phones just list. 
like Kalamazoo MWC or Holland MWC or Battle Creek MWC. So all the phones like list the company name. Yep. Um, so people so I, don't forget where they are. I guess so. I don't know. It was just the way it was, so I kept it that way. Okay. So I changed all of the phone names or all the company names to dialing dot dot dot. So it looks like the phone is actively dialing. Yes. Cute. So, you know, people came in, they're like, dialing, and they pick it up, and they just hear the dial tone, and they're like, well, huh, that's weird, and then just hang it up again. Yep. We internally, uh, there was a, so we have the the internal, like, company blog that news goes out on, et cetera, et cetera, and so one of the posts on there was Epic introducing valet service for parking, (laughs) that there was going to be a, a valet service on the premises so that you could just pull up, and they would take the car and park it. And the way it was going to work is it would be a free service, but you had to earn valet points. And so you would earn points by doing certain things. And one of the easiest ways to earn points was to take a shift working as a valet. Mm. And so, like, they went all in. There was an internal report to see how many valet points you had earned. Oh, jeez. There was an internal class in the system, in our little classroom management system, uh, for the orientation for so you want to be a valet i like it they just went all in on it it was really funny that that does seem kind of funny yeah it was good it was really 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 good yeah i wanted to do others i wanted to do other stuff but no well yeah there was a ton on the internet other april fools which i did not pay attention to because i had stuff to do (laughs) yeah so you did see the the Adobe Lightroom Ansel Adams mode? Nope. Uh, did you see any of Google's? I heard there was a problem with Mic Drop, whatever Ooh. the hell Mic Drop was. So Mic Drop was Gmail's prank. Okay. Oh, which also reminds me, happy birthday, Gmail, from April 1st. So okay. Mic, Mic <laughs> Drop, well, they, they came out with Gmail on April 1st. Oh, yeah, uh, you're right. Which Okay, good, you have that on the list. Uh, mic Drop was a system where it was a button, it was send with Mic Drop, where when you clicked it, it would include a Mic Drop GIF in the email, and it would archive the thread. Oh. So you didn't see any replies. Yeah. Now, actually, just want to point this out, in an office setting, there are a few times where I would actually really like that. Because there's there's things like responsibility and saying, like, I am handing this responsibility to you. And the the reply to that is often like, all right, I'm taking care of it. Or, okay, got it. I would like to be able to send something with I got it and auto-archive from that point so that anything that they send me after that or anything that they get or whatever, like, just doesn't show up. Yeah, no, that. Like, you still receive it, but it doesn't show up. Well, I've got actually some of that set up already when... Um because uh, our uh, emergency alert stuff sends us an email that, hey, we've re- received an emergency alert, and I'm going to send the emergency alert sort of thing. Yep. So it's emails that I need to keep track of, but I don't really need in my inbox. Yeah. It's more of just an email, so I automatically have it archived. I have it put in its own little folder. I don't even put it in the inbox. I automatically archive it, whole nine yards. Yep. Market is red. Yep. Yeah, I know. But so, some people didn't didn't pay attention to detail. And so Google actually had released this on the 31st and some people clicked it without realizing what it does. Oh, jeez. 
And a lot of people were complaining that, like, they may have lost job opportunities because they did that. My response to that is, if I were a, a candidate, or not a candidate, if I were a, a reviewer, if I were someone working at an HR department and I got a message like that, I might email back and say, like, are you serious? Like, what the hell is this? Of course, if it's auto-archived, they might not receive that. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's still, but you know, in the, the system. At the same time... Like one thing that a lot of job uh, reviewers look for is attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, it was a different button that was a different color that had a send with a little microphone. I. So that was Gmail's. Um, That's just ridiculous. YouTube had some sort of Snoop Vision thing that I... Which didn't actually work. There was just pre-recorded videos. Uh, A couple, like a lot of of different YouTubers did practical joke videos, things like that. Uh, One of the ones that I watch a lot did a fake sponsored video where he, he, he does games and yeah, it was cute. It was very, very cute. Yeah, I just... I didn't pay attention really to anything going online. So I was like, eh, whatever. I was yeah. doing other stuff, trying to figure out how to set up something without actually having to climb 100 feet up a tower. Which that was fun. Um, which I still haven't finished. But yeah, no, it was April Fool's. I was like, eh, meh. Um, all right. What was Amazon's April Fool's? I don't think they had one. Okay. Oh, and the other one that people got in trouble over, uh, Yahoo published an article saying that Trader Joe's was closing. Oh, jeez. And again, it was March 31st when they published it, and people didn't put two and two together, and even though the article says at the bottom, April Fool's, a lot of people thought it was real. I think there just needs to be, like, a built-in feature on all web browsers that on March 31st pops up and says... Hey, as a heads up, not only can you not trust anything you read on the internet anyway, today and tomorrow, you especially cannot trust it. All right, here's an idea. A Snopes plugin for web browsers. Well, but Snopes requires research, etc., etc. Like, that takes time. Well, okay. Um, I'm talking about for just April 1st. Well, I'm just saying it's just something that could, if you pull up a website... And has a headline that says, oh, you know, this, this, and this. Should be a little, like, pop-up that goes, just as a heads up. This article is from, this literally happened, is somebody on Facebook had posted a thing going, oh, Hobby Lobby is going to close, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at the thing, they're going, like, like are, did okay, let me let me check it out. And I clicked the article, and it was a blog saying, oh, Hobby Lobby is going to close. They posted a letter, and I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at the letter going, I'm thinking this... Like, I remember this letter. What, what? Yeah, they had posted the letter from 2014 before the Supreme Courts had ruled in favor of the Obamacare thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, somebody's dredging up a two-year-old letter that has no relevance in the current situation, but they're posting it as current news. Because we've never done that. We try not to. We try not to. It, it does happen every so often. Yes, but I, it's one of those things where it's yeah. try to make the news current. Yeah. So it would be something like that, where it's a little pop-up where it goes, hey, you're looking at an article that cites something that's two years old. 
or you're looking at this thing and this has been proven in it's one of those things where it's just people automatically throw it in there going you know you probably shouldn't take this as fact correct so that's a lot of April Fool stuff for something that didn't actually happen now there's a lot of other stuff like we have a lot of topics over here do you want to talk about some stuff that should have been April Fool's but wasn't Stuff that should have been April Fool's but wasn't. Yeah. Uh, like Linux being in Windows 10? That wasn't an April Fool's? That's not April Fool's. Really? Microsoft at their last... I mean, look at the date. It's from March 30th, not yeah. even 31st. Uh, Microsoft has said they are integrating Bash into Windows 10. Well, then. And it's not Bash as, like, we're going to run an emulator like Sigwin. It's going to be binaries built into Windows 10. Well, then, that could be interesting. So things like apt-get would actually run. And uh, wget, I wouldn't have to install the third curl. Yep, wget curl. All those fantastic little Linux tools built into Windows 10. Oh, that could be so nice. Yeah. That would be so nice. Yeah, because there's been a couple of times where other people... I guess the word has spread through my company that I can write simple scripts for automatic downloading basing off of wget. And so people have been coming to me going, hey, do you think you could... Uh, oh my god, s- cron! Andy, it'll have cron! What the hell is cron? You don't know what cron is? No. Oh, you are going to love this. Cron is an automation. Cron is a scheduler. So it's like scheduled tasks? It's like scheduled tasks, but way more powerful. Like, run this on the third Wednesday of every month. I'm not sure if I need any of that or not. Most well, of the stuff I run is just on a weekly basis. Okay. <laughs> run this wget every week. Oh, yeah. No, I've already got a scheduled task set up for that. Yep. But natively, none of this bullshit third-party stuff. So, yeah. That's... That feels like it should be an April Fool's, right? Microsoft coming out and saying, yeah, we're adding, Win- uh, we're adding Linux Bash to Windows. Yeah. What? But that's a thing, and it's, it's there and really, really cool, and I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to go for with the, we thought it would have been an April Fool's joke. Yeah. CNBC posted a news article, which they have currently taken down. Um, but the archive still has the, uh, okay. It, uh, they, they said, Hey, try out this interactive tool below, put in a potential password and see an estimate of how long it will take a computer to crack it. Yeah. So it's little, the CNBC article is literally asking going, Hey, what's your password? Oh my God. So people were typing in their password to let it evaluate it. Yeah. Uh, a note said the tool was for entertainment and educational purposes only and would not store the passwords, which uh, turns out was wrong. Say that again? What was uh, wrong? Uh, traffic analysis showed that it was actually storing the passwords in a Google Docs spreadsheet. Oh. Did someone get access to the spreadsheet? Well, I don't know, because uh, as soon as people started seeing this, it was promptly taken down, but... Um, the article was also not delivering it using SSL or TLS encryption. Yeah. So it was sending passwords across the internet on plain text. Okay. Spreadsheet was marked as private. Okay. But even so, like, that's, oh, come on, guys. How strong is your password? Type it in here. 
No passwords are being stored. Well, except they are. Yeah. Form also sent passwords to advertising networks and other parties with trackers on the CNBC page. Oh my oh, god, geez. you idiots. Yeah, it's one of the things where it's like, I wish this was an April Fool's joke. But no, this was a legitimate article. You idiots. Oh, by the way, Blizzard did announce a Hearthstone MMO. Yes, I saw that one. Okay, because that's just adorable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hearthstone MMO, you mean World of Warcraft? No! Hearthstone MMO. There was a Blizzard announcement recently that uh, actually was legitimate. What's that? World of Warcraft Traveler. What is World of Warcraft Traveler? A some series sort of children's novels set in the WoW universe. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, it's written by the uh, author who did the Star Wars Rebels series. Okay. So he, he knows how to do, you know... Kids books. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stars 12-year-old protagon- uh, protagonist, Aramar Thorne. As son. he does what? Uh, d- 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 it looks like he just... It's supposed to be essentially the son of, like, one of the characters in World of Warcraft? Yeah. Son of one of Azeroth's greatest adventurers. Trying to see who Thorn is. Lieutenant Thorn? No. Morgan NPC, that's not right. I don't know who this guy is supposed to be. I, I think he's supposed to be generic player. What if there was a story that was... Uh, what if we crafted a story that was younger, a story from a kid's point of view? That is a terrible world for a kid. I just want to point out, like, there's an orphan's day in Stormwind because everything is so god-awful. <laughs> that is not a happy world to be in. No, no, it's not. Azeroth is not a good place to raise a kid. There are bandits, there are dragons... There are giant gangs. There's an entire other faction that is continuously at war with you. I would not want to raise a kid in that world. Well, the first book is going to be released in November with a follow-up due the next year. I probably will uh, not read them. Yeah. Yeah, that one is actually legitimate. Not a wow April Fool's joke. They are actually doing kids' books. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> Another thing that's not an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Google Fiber's next rollout. Uh-huh. A landline phone. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, is it is it landline? Yes. It's it's fiber. Yes. I guess well, it's it Google is, Fiber. But it's but not it's... across copper. I mean, when someone says landline, I think of copper. Oh. I'm just saying right. that this is a home phone, wired phone service. Right. Like, you can't take it out of the home. No. But... The difference being, if the power goes out. I don't know what happens if the power goes out. Is that on the FAQ for Fiber Phone? I don't see it. Fiber.google.com slash phone. Yeah, it's, I think that's not $10 a month. That is not bad. But I, I think of a landline phone as a phone that works, and it will continue to work even if the power goes out. Which I do not believe will happen. Uh, let's Google Fiber. Let's search Google Fiber help for power outage. Protect your devices. 
I don't think it's going to say. I mean, oh, wait, will the fiber phone work through a power outage? No. <laughs> Where'd you find that? I went to Google. Yeah. I searched Google fiber phone power outage. It is the second link. <laughs> You're right. There it is. That's funny. So, yeah, no, Google is legitimately rolling out landline. Rolling out landline phone service. Yep. Not a joke. Deadly serious. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Good for them. Well, th- this is the way to get the people, though, who are, you know, are still using landline phones. Granted, I think it's what, like half of America is in a household that does not have a landline phone. That's a lot. It's only going to get more. What's this 3D printed bike? This this is relevant to my interests because I was actually just looking at electronic conversion kits for a bike. So this company sells electric bikes. Yeah. Which these guys are $2,430 for a bike. Yeah. That's why I'm looking at a conversion kit, which are also really expensive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they uh, have decided to just release all of their parts as STL files. Cool. Well, they're releasing certain replacement parts as STL files. So you can get the 3D printable files for the rear mudguard and mudguard bracket and its front brake clip. So instead of, you know, ordering replacement parts, you can just print them at home, quote-unquote, for free, minus, you know, actually having to buy a 3D printer. That's neat. Yeah. They're like, well, as long as we're releasing these SDL files, you know, you could just modify them. Yeah. And then make your bike your own. That's cute. So it's a neat idea, the whole print at home your own 3D parts. Which I remember Jay Leno had a whole article about that, thinking that that's going to be the future. But in order to really do it yourself, you're going to have to somehow get 3D printing with metal, which at that point is just a milling machine. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like, I feel like most neighborhoods, most subdivisions, should pool together. I feel like my neighborhood, I want uh, just a a small shed that has a CNC machine, has a drill press, has the the makerspace. You don't have a makerspace near you? We have two makerspaces, but they're membership-based, et cetera, et cetera. I think that, like, the neighborhood should come together and just do that, and that should be part of living in a neighborhood. Yeah, the uh, there's one up in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. Makerspace, $50 a month. Yeah, like, they're really expensive. Yeah. Let me see uh, Madison Makerspace. Uh, what is it? It's, it's uh, Sector 67 is one of the ones here. And sector sector sixty seven is a how much is it? Like they have a lot of really cool stuff there. They do classes. They sell things. Where the hell is membership? They're supposedly trying to get one in Kalamazoo, but the last news update was April twenty ninth. So yeah, that's April twenty ninth last year. Someone made a homemade CNC router. It's not hard to do. It's actually, I think it was a Popular Mechanics article that had it in there. There's a Kalamazoo Makers Guild. Oh, they changed it. Oh? Do I have to pay to be involved with Sector 67? No, we offer events that are open to the general public and are free. 
Ah, to use any tools, you must be a paying member. Aha. We have varying levels of membership to suit you. There is no obligation to sign up. You can sign up for one month. So, like, you could come up with a bunch of projects and then figure out what you need and go and do it. But I don't see anywhere where there's a price. Oh, my God. They have so much equipment. What do you want to know about, Andy? Welding, plastics, mechanical, automotive, woodworking, or 3D printing, or electrical, or art and textiles, or laser cutting. Those are the categories that they have here. (laughs) But I see nothing about price. All right. In any case, moving on somewhere else. What else we got? Um, Netflix. Netflix Netflix just added Animaniacs. Which is funny because Netflix library has actually been shrinking. Yes. 32%. Thirty-two percent. They've lost thirty-two percent of their titles in a little over two years. A third of Netflix has disappeared in two years. Well, is that a third of Netflix streaming? Is that a third of their DVDs? That's a third of their library. Yeah, but that doesn't say anything. Well, no. The the possible you go to Netflix and you go like search all right. But if that's a third, because, like, this number of DVDs that they used to have, they decided to get rid of, versus they now stream a third of the number of shows that they used to stream, those are two different things. Let's see. I'm seeing how they... It looks like it's the streaming that they actually categorized. All right. So that sucks. The streaming library has dropped... Because, like, they have way fewer people who are doing the the mailing one now. Yeah, no, I don't even think you can... Can you even still get the name, mailing one? Yeah, I'm sure you can. Netflix. They watch TV shows have, online, watch movies online. They right. can't have gone entirely to streaming. Let's see, Netflix DVD. Netflix DVD.netflix.com. Okay, yeah, yeah there we go. Unlimited rentals for seven ninety nine a month. Okay, so that is still going on. But they've lost a third of their streaming, and that's because, I mean, there are so many choices now. Yeah. Right? Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix. Xfinity. Yeah, all the... HBO Go. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're losing their, their library to other places. Which is funny, because there was this article that was pointed out, and then somebody else you know, put out another spin on there going, oh, Amazon original content has gone up 184% over the past year. Yeah. It's like, yeah, their library's going down, but they're creating a whole lot of new... New stuff and new, new content. Stuff. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I have no problem. I can watch it on Netflix. Well, you might be able to until somebody's contract is up, and then who knows if they're actually going to get it back again. Yeah. So Before watch Netflix, Animaniacs Well, you can. Oh, we have it all on DVD. All of Animaniacs? Yeah. Wow. Three discs. I think we have all of Pinky and the Brain as well. We have all of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for goodness sakes, Pinky and the Brain cake toppers. Of course we have yeah, all I, the Animaniacs. I remember those. Do you still have them? Yes, we still have Pinky and the Brain cake toppers. Okay. Don't. You don't need to get defensive. (laughs) They're in our wedding tote. Tote full of wedding stuff. So DARPA has announced their new next grand challenge. Yeah? Breaking the multi-threaded radio encryption that we were talking about last time? No. Oh, because that would have been really funny. Um, (laughs) Like, we developed this, uh, and then other people started using it, and now we're kind of worried about it. They want to... uh, 
use machine learning technologies to enable devices to share bandwidth. They want to do what? <laughs> They're calling it the Spectrum Collaboration Challenge. All right, break it down for me. What are they trying to do? Well, let me let me read you the the uh, the the blurb that they have on the website. DARPA's Spectrum Collaboration Challenge, SC2, is a competition to develop radios with advanced machine learning capabilities that can collectively develop strategies that optimize the use of the wireless spectrum in ways not possible with today's intrinsically inefficient static allocation approaches. For more information, please see our press release. So the idea for this grand challenge is you want to build a radio or radios, plural, Yeah, that can use machine learning and artificial intelligence to basically better use the spectrum. Just make more efficient... So packing. Yeah. They just want to pack the spectrum. Better, yes. Because right now it's like, okay, it's... Right now, especially, heck, TV and radio. Oh, yeah, there's another news thing I forgot to point out is the FCC auctions have officially started. Woo! For the TV auctions right now. Yep. So that is literally officially underway. Okay. TV stations were had It's to a silent stay. auction, though. Yes. It's a like, silent auction where nobody's allowed to talk about it's it. It's a silent and secret auction. But it has officially started. TV stations will had to have had, by the 29th, put in what they want to do. Yeah. So. TV stations like Comcast, NBC, ABC, Disney, like that, right? Fox. Well, a lot of them this are going like to be... This isn't like your local affiliate. It's the Yes. No, no, main... it's, no, it's your local affiliate. Oh, it's, it's the local affiliate. Okay. Because the local affiliate actually owns the license to broadcast something on their section of Spectrum. Ah. And they are basically in contract with one of the major players to broadcast either ABC or NBC or CBS or CW okay. or MyTV or what, all that other yeah. stuff. So it's your local guys. Those companies are deciding whether or not they want to go off the air, which there were a lot of venture capitalist companies buying up Spectrum, buying TV stations that are, you know, on the outlying areas to see either A, if they're going to flip them and just sell them right away for money, or B, um, use those outlier stations to basically affect how the rest of the bidding process goes. And this gets into some really scary economic stuff that probably Hansowitz would be able to read and understand without blinking an eye, mm. but which I'll probably get an email about. But yeah, no, supposedly that there there might be some shenanigans going on. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, no. So the DARPA challenge, which is going to be from 2017 through 2020, will have people construct radios to try and better use radio waves to allow on-the-fly sharing of spectrum. So Cool. Should be interesting to see once that actually starts to... It's not going to be interesting to watch because there's not going to be, you know, any robots walking right. around or any cars driving around. But, I mean, people could probably come up with some really cool visualizations. Oh, yeah, no, a spectrum analyzer. That's, it's literally going to be everybody staring at a spectrum analyzer and trying to look at data reception. Sort and of how, to, how to compact it as much as possible. Yeah, so... Yeah, DARPA's next grand challenge, something nobody can actually see. <laughs> Unlike DARPA's other challenge, which was the um, invisibility cloak. Yes. Also something nobody can see. So, also speaking of television, Sony is starting up their own streaming service next month. Good for them. 
4K streaming service. Good for them. $30 a movie 4K streaming service. Whoa! That's expensive. 30 bucks a movie. That's expensive. That's now, really expensive. You, this is actually buying the stream. So I could watch it whenever. Yes. So there is no renting the 4K movie stream, but still $30. I mean... Which hmm. can only be streamed... Through their your, service. To your supported Sony 4K TV. Um, so, you know, as soon as you Locking changed, you in. Yeah, as soon as you change television, hey, look at all that money you spend on movies you can't watch anymore. Uh, Andy. Yeah. How many VHSs do you own? Anymore? Uh... No, how many VHSs have you owned? Oh, have I owned VHSs? Yeah. Handful. Can you watch those? I think we have the VHS player that's going to be downstairs, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah we're going to put the okay. VHS player but, downstairs. But you need special equipment. But yes, but this one is literally just your TV yeah, itself. Yeah, but you need special... Like, that's, that's no different. Let's not make this a big deal. Let's not act like this is like, oh, no, Sony is locking you in. Like, they've always locked you in. Yeah, no, especially the the whole <laughs> VHS versus Betamax. Right. The whole Blu-ray versus HD DVD. You're always locked into a format. This yeah. format just happens to be the actual television. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a $100 extra project. It's a $1,000 extra pro- product. Yes. But it is still just that extra product, right? Like, it's that's no different. No surprise, the first movies at launch will be Sony movies. Of course they are. So you, too, could watch Smurfs 2 in 4K. Woo! Yeah. That's totally what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not what I want to do. No. I don't think anybody wants to do that. Why would you watch the Smurfs? Why would you watch the Smurfs, let alone the Smurfs 2? I don't know. I don't know. So what's next? What is next? Uh, Tesla Model 3. Has been officially announced. $35,000 for the base model. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, where is that? It's going to be Tesla.com, right? Yep. Let's see this car. Tesla Model 3 starting at $35,000. 200 miles of range. Uh... They don't give you to register if you want to. <laughs> Each reservation is a thousand dollars. Yes, which they have had over. I think what what was the okay? This I saw was twelve thousand was the number I saw. Um, I think they're at one hundred and fifteen thousand. Ouch! Right now, uh, let's see. Yeah, at even before this car was even announced, even shown. They were doing pre-orders, $1,000 mm-hmm. for this car, yep. before anybody had even any idea what it would look like, what its stats were, anything. Yeah. 115,000 cars were already pre-ordered before anybody saw anything more than a tarp. I don't see a place where I can, like, pick options. Well, they haven't announced any of that yet. Oh, my God. Like, they haven't actually told you what this is going to be. It's just put, standing in line. Yes. Here's a car. We're going to release a car. It's going to be $35,000. Would you like starting. to put down? Yeah, starting at $35,000. $35,000 base. Yes. Not even, they don't even tell you when you're actually going to get the car. They're thinking, oh, it might be at the end of next year, but we don't know. I mean, it's a cute-looking car. I think there was always a picture that people were sending around there because it doesn't have a grill. Yeah. They were sending around that picture from uh, 
Keanu Reeves in the Matrix where he doesn't have a mouth? You don't need airflow, right? Like no, there's no, no electric there's no engine in there to to cool off with air. Yeah. That's the point of the grill, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. the radiator goes up there. Yes. That's why those goddamn little like wreaths that people are putting on the front of their cars during Christmas are terrible. Interrupts the airflow. <laughs> Everybody at Tesla thought there would be maybe 20 or 30 people per store would line up to reserve. Mm-hmm. Some stores, you know, had 800 people, which that's, oh, oh, here we go. 23 hours ago, 253,000 pre-orders at $1,000 a pop for people, for a car that people have only just seen. That's a lot. Think of how, that, that's what, 253,000 at $1,000 a pop. That's what, how many million? Uh, add three uh, more zeros to that. Yeah, you do that. $253 million right now that Tesla has in basically liquid assets. People standing in line. Tesla, no, Tesla just announced this and has made $253 million. Well, sort technically, of. Technically, they have $253 million yeah. on hand. Yep. Good God, Tesla. <laughs> What was the other one called? Faraday, right? Yes. How's Faraday doing? Well, I saw it at the Detroit Auto Show, so that was that was about it. Okay, but they they haven't really figured out what they're marketing, how they're marketing it. They're still just concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have they have nothing. There's the FF01 concept. More than a concept car, is it a car of concepts? Wow. <laughs> These people are so goddamn full of themselves. Yeah, so full of themselves. All right, what else do we have? Um, Pebble is laying off a quarter of their workforce. That sucks. Yeah. Just no one's buying it? That's what it seems. It seems people are seeing this, that they're saying, oh, yeah, we're going to lay off a quarter of our workforce. And people are like, well, what does that mean for the world of smartwatches? Probably not much. It means that Pebble didn't do a good job. Well, you have Pebble laying off a quarter of their workforce. Apple Watch was dropping, what, 50 bucks in price? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what does this mean for the smartwatch area? It's, it's, it's nice to have a smartwatch, but I left my watch off the other day because I needed to charge it. Yep. And I went the whole day, basically, without my watch on. And- yeah, well, so that's something I noticed. I think I commented on, on the show a while ago that when you, when you forget your phone at home, there is a... a tangible feeling of disconnect mm-hmm. right like uh, oh my god i don't have it what like i am cut off if you forget your watch you don't have that feeling no it's certainly an inconvenience but there's not the same psychological dependency on it yes and i think it's you know it, it was um scott adams the the dilbert cartoonist who called the phone the cell phone in exo brain Mm-hmm. Right. We are cyborgs. Our phone is the brain. I could see that. Yes. The watch isn't. The watch is an extension of the phone. Right. So if you lose the extension, you still have the phone. But if you lose the phone. Right. So yeah. if you forget your watch, it's it's like forgetting an extra finger. Like, oh, darn, I can get th- it's an inconvenience, but I can get through the day. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um. So we got our uh, – so Kate got the S7, right? Yeah. Um, we got the email saying, oh, yeah, hey, Samsung has approved your free Gear VR. Cool. But they said uh, we were a little overwhelmed. Yeah. So your Gear VR might not be showing up until – July. 
Yeah, July or sometime later than that. Wow. So they're like, well, instead of a Gear VR, we could give you a $100 gift certificate for the Samsung store right now. Ooh. So we're like, hmm, the Gear VR, which I don't think we really would use all You'll that use much. It twice, and then that'll be it. Yeah, or we could, you know, get $100 at the Samsung store, and we're looking at that one, and we're like, hmm. That's a tough call. I know. Which we're right. thinking about leaning towards there, because the Gear VR, once we have the Gear VR, we're stuck with that. But the yeah. the $100 gift card, we could get some chargers. We can, Samsung makes a lot of shit. So they have, like, home automation stuff there. Heck, I could try and see about getting a new, the, the Gear S2 or whatever it's called, watch rather than my Gear Fit. Yep. Could be going down that road. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, what? What could we do? So, yeah, I know. It's one of those things where it's like, I get a new watch, and I'm like, well, do I really need a new watch? It's like, what What would that new watch do? That this watch doesn't. That this watch doesn't. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. So, yeah, the future of smartwatches, is, uh, it's, this does 90% of what I want it to do. There's a couple of things that I am annoyed with it, but beyond that, it's not too bad. What else news we got here? Uh, Oculus. Speaking of watches and headsets and VR. Okay. When you install the program for Oculus. So remember a while ago, Facebook bought Oculus. Yes, yes. And everyone's for... like, why the hell did they do that? And yes. Zuckerberg was like, oh, I just, I'm really into it. And I think it's really cool. And I want it to be part of the next one. We figured out why Facebook bought Oculus. Facebook bought Oculus to be a physical presence in the house. Because now they can listen. So in the Oculus terms of service for the software that works with the Oculus Rift, among other things, it says, like, we reserve the right to collect information and transmit how you use this and things that happen around it. Ooh. And it has been confirmed that there is an always-on service running on the computer with Full system access that routinely sends information back to Facebook servers. Oh, man. Which could include things like audio captured from the microphone. Oh, oh this is a fun line from there. Uh, we use the information we collect to send you promotional messages and content and otherwise market to you on and off our services. We also use this information to measure how users respond to our marketing efforts. So that section is, is labeled to market to you. I think you need to just remove the T-O, the second two in there. It's to market you. Yeah, because the virtual reality information could be, you could get pretty granular about how long you literally look at something. Yep. It's Dang. to market you. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So that's why Facebook bought Oculus. None of this bullshit altruistic, oh, we just want Oculus to really succeed, and we think that we can help out, and I want to be part of this. No, it's they want the information. Eve Online. What have those bastards done now? Who's who's embezzled from whom? No one. At least no one that I know of. Um, but there is a war brewing Uh-oh. on EVE Online. 40,000 players. Oh, jeez. On one side. Oh, no. One of the largest coalitions, one of the largest corporation, whatever, uh, is fracturing. 
lots of little groups are leaving them and other groups are seeing this and saying, oh, they're getting kind of weak and may actually attack. So basically it seems Eve is turning against itself. Yeah, they're just kind of, imp- I mean, it's, it's a cycle and it's just going to happen, but they're imploding. <laughs> oh, that could be, that could be fun to watch. Yeah. Actually, it'd be terrible to watch. Yeah, especially since the fights in Eve, the more people that show up, the slower time goes. Right, like they actually slow time down. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, wow. What? Uh, I found. I followed another link, and the the link shows you the size of the ships in Eve as compared to the real world, and it happens to be compared against Michigan. Oh my. Uh, some of the ships are huge. Let's see. Um, some of the bigger ships are the Titans. And how big are they? 20 kilometers. The Titans are like 18 to 20 kilometers. So they, they are actually visible on the map where you can see all of Michigan. Somebody has created a timeline. Yeah, of the current status in Eve of what led up to what we're currently seeing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this guy. Uh... It's got a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that I didn't get that far into Eve. <laughs> I should ask my boss if he's still playing or not. I think he's he's dro- he's gone downwards. I think he's just playing like World of Tanks right didn't, now. Didn't he have like five Eve accounts? Yes. Yes, he did. That seems kind of, you know, weird. Hey, people have multi-boxed and wow. Well, but like to, to go down after that. To say like, ah, oh, I'm gonna stop. He you, got busy with... He, he's playing World of Tanks. Well, that and he... Gosh, if I, I don't have my work calendar up right now, but work got busy for him. Okay. It's mainly I just have a default leave him alone unless I hear something interesting or I need help. Yep. Okay, there's a bunch of other topics, but how are we doing on time? Uh, we should probably hit the randoms, because we're right. already an hour and ten minutes into this. Let's go for the randoms. There's other topics. People are welcome to read through them. They're all fun things. Mm-hmm. Random review. Random review. My week. I want to review the consumer's energy home energy analysis. Kate seems to be pleased with this as well. I just now, heard a woo. Yeah, that was Kate's response to the... Home energy analysis. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Consumers Energy is our electricity and gas provider. Yeah. And so we had just moved into the house, and Kate got an email saying, it's like, hey, would you like to try out the home energy analysis? And we're like, well, we're brand new to this house. We'd love to see where we currently stand on things. So we signed up. Now, this is available right now to only Michigan homes. Yeah. And you must receive natural gas service from Consumers Energy in order to qualify. But we signed up for an appointment. We scheduled like two weeks out. The guy showed up on. He was actually early. Yeah, they had a cancellation. So the guy was like, hey, come earlier if you want to. And we're like, oh, we'll be there in 10 minutes. Cool. So two guys showed up. And they started with the furnace and the water heater and the major stuff downstairs. Mm-hmm. Kind of talked to us about what our current status is with our furnace and our water heater and that sort of things. Had questions. They answered them no problem. Nice. 
then they also started walking through the house and they're like, oh, well, we can, I think they added 15 feet of pipe insulation for free. 12? 12 feet of pipe insulation for free. Cool. Uh, they were going to replace the kitchen and bathroom foss aerators for free. Very um, cool. But we had special, we have special uh, built in to our faucets. Um, they gave us two nightlights, two LED nightlights that are automatically on and off because they've got a photo sensor, sir, photo sensor on them. Uh, they replaced our shower head with a low flow shower head. And we got 10 free LED light bulbs to replace any uh, up to 10 incandescent light bulbs that we had, which luckily we still had 10 incandescent light bulbs because the people here replaced a lot of our light bulbs with CFLs. Okay. But they were still incandescent light bulbs, and up to 10 of them got replaced with LED bulbs. Nice. And we also got a whole bunch of uh, coupons. We have our own personal concierge we can call about for energy questions. Yeah, they also gave us a, a sheet for possible rebates. So if we buy energy-efficient appliances, Energy Star appliances, or Nest thermostats, Nest thermostat is a hundred dollar off rebate. What? Yeah, I want that. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. It's Michigan only. That's the kicker. Yep. I wonder so that's if, why, like, Kate, yeah. But I wonder if, if there's a similar thing for me that, like, if I contact them and say, hey, do you have any sort of services? They, I would gladly suggest that because this one was like, oh, really? We get that and we get that and we get and we don't have to pay anything. And there's no, like, they gave us options. They're like, oh, if you increase your home use thing, you're going to want to try and do this, this, and this. Don't worry about this because the return on investment is low to nil. Gave us. One of the coupons is where you get the guys to like seal up your house, and they have a little vent to pump all the air out your front door, mm-hmm. and they'll walk around with a little smoke thing so you can actually see where your leaks are in the house. That's cool. Some of the it was a hundred dollar off coupon, but he said, "Oh yeah, some of the guys will take the coupon as a full value of the service. You just got to call around and ask." So, yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was basically they said. uh Fifty dollars worth of stuff that could save us a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars in uh, energy costs within the first year. So it's really good if you live in Michigan and if you take gas from Consumers Energy. Yeah, but only for Consumers Energy. Only for wow. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But like you said, you should probably try and contact your uh, energy provider and see if they have plans like this. Here's an incentives, cashback rewards. Uh, do you focus on the year? Products are eligible for cashback or rebates. Cool. Energy Star things are cashback. Ooh. Okay. I'll have to take a look. So yeah, the Consumers Energy Home Energy Analysis. I love it. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, it's a very adult thing to review. Yes, we had people come in and study our... <laughs> and look around heater. the house. Yeah. yeah. And we've now installed a low-flow shower head. And, yeah. Know. Wow. Way too adult, Andy. <laughs> Way too adult. Home performance. Yeah, Kate's calling me old from the other room. Yeah, you're you're an adult guy at this point. Yeah. You're I'm an excited adult. excited about LED light bulbs. Woo! So exciting. This website is terrible. Well, so uh, that's my <laughs> review. All right. 
Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Random topic. Yeah. In an entirely not adult way. Will you make a video setting off a firecracker on the hood of Andy's car? No. I don't even know where this topic came from. It must have boiled from a previous I, random topic. I um maybe? Wasn't there something about like thermite? Is there something? Yeah, we we talked about thermite through an engine block. Maybe I'd put what what is my incentive? I mean, I'm not going to do it just to be a dick. <laughs> I'm not just going to like walk over to Andy's place or drive over to Andy's place and be like, "Hey Andy, go look at your car. There's a firecracker on the hood." But I it's not my car. Yeah, if, uh, there are certain circumstances where I could imagine maybe needing, like, not needing to, but, like, I wouldn't hesitate if there were some reason I had to do it. Besides, it's a firecracker. What's it going to do? Scratch the paint? I don't know. I've never actually sent off a firecracker on the hood of any car. Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> is go get a firecracker. <laughs> go to a junkyard and put one on the hood of a car. How about no? Okay, well, then that's that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know where they came from. I'm not going to do it. Kate's Jeep is nearing the end of its lifespan. We might do it then, but even then, I it's probably a YouTube. Is there a YouTube video of somebody doing that? <laughs> probably. Let's look at YouTube.com. Car hood firecracker. Let's see what we get. Bike seat prank. Drive-by shooting prank. No, that's not a fun prank at all. Egging cars in the hood prank. That's terrible. Throwing fireworks at people. These are horrible videos. Yep. These. Firework almost blows up car video. So. Man lights firecracker to celebrate new car and burns it down. I just searched, by the way, for Madison Gas and Electric Nest. Trying to find something about like a Nest thermostat. Yeah. I found the fact that the MG&E building has a Peregrine Falcon Nest. <laughs> and they have a live stream of it. They just have a permanent live stream Falcon Cam. We've got a Falcon Cam in here, too. Let me see. Kalamazoo Falcon Cam. Yeah, then KalamazooFalcons.com. Not what I was looking for. Yeah, updates every five seconds. There's a falcon nest in uh, Kalamazoo. Right, so as we have devolved to watching birds, yeah, I feel like I, that's the I, end of the episode. Would I, so the, the question, the actual question is, yes. would you, right? Yes. Under the right circumstances, yes. I'm going to go... You'll have to probably pay me a decent chunk of change. Yeah. I mean, under the right set of circumstances, I'd set off a firecracker on my car. Well, if you do, make sure you videotape it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.